Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Just call it a day. Do you reckon? Yeah. Let's not do it. <laughs> Are you ready? This podcast may contain questionable language, will contain spoilers, and got beaten up by a little girl. Everybody and welcome to episode 263 of Movie Drone. I'm Steve Gump. Um, I'm Mark Bubba. <laughs> you do actually look like a... Uh, Bubba. Got Bubba. big gums. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Do you know what the best thing about coming around here is? Um, you know there's literally two people here. And yeah, well, it could be that. It's because uh, it's I'd get a drink a can of pop. Really? Kind of pop it's not like though, is it? Two or three weeks. I mean, improper, is it? That's definitely, look at the colour of it. That's no sugar or zero. Well, even, it? It, you couldn't get it for ages and then it, it went, it came back, Dr. Pepper, zero. So, um, so yeah, I've snuck that out of the house. I mean, so, what, why are you not allowed it anyway? Because I've got a high cholesterol mark, apparently. Does, does that do anything to your cholesterol? According to uh, Jill, the sweeteners in uh, in low sugar pop is, is not good. So I have to have pomegranate juice and that, but it's a bit expensive oh. to bring around here. No, it's like £4.80 a fucking what? thing. Yeah. Well, Jesus. dear. Well, dear. But anyway, mate, how have you been? I've been all right, mate. Still got issues with my back, and I? Been <laughs> to the osteopath. I went last Thursday, and I went this... I went today. Vicious little Beep. she was. Vicious. Honestly, she hurt me. Good. She hurt me. Last Thursday, I had to crawl up the stairs to get to bed. Good. I could barely move. It's like when you were uh, taking the piss out of me when I went to see my sports therapist and, mm. and she was really hurting me and you laughed. So yeah. I'm going to laugh and everyone else should laugh. I went for, I would, thought, all right, I need to go to the osteopath. Looked at the little website, tried to book in with someone. I said, next available appointment, about a month's time. So I was like, I can't wait a month. But they had these like little underlings. So I was like, yeah, I'll have a trainee. I'll oh, have a trainee? Yeah, well. Oh, no. Well, in fairness, mate, she, I mean, she looks like she's about 14, but she's got a master's in it. So mm. I thought she must know what she's up to. She's good. Right. But fuck me, did she hurt me. Right. Uh, I went today and she bent me around and popped my back. Do you know when they do it? She almost, she did a British ring dinger, pulled me, nearly pulled me head off. Sounds like my prostate exam. That <laughs> the biggest one, she said, was... Do you mind if I spend a little time around your buttock muscles? So I said, if you that feel... That does sound not... If, if, if you think that will help, go for it. Well, she rammed her fingers in my arse cheek, mate, and I nearly jumped out the window because right. the pain that shot up me. I didn't know your bum cheeks had so much muscly stuff in. Right. I mean, probably not got that much in mine, but... I imagine you got one of these uh, like funny-looking ones, like flat ones. Is it like a flat? Yeah, I ain't got a lot of down. junk in my trunk. It goes down and then just under. Yeah, I've like not, not got a lot of junk in my trunk, face but I'll, I'll try it, you know. Um, but yeah, she poked at them and I can feel my bum muscles bouncing off her fingers, which is a weird feeling because she's like, oh yeah, they're in spasm. Right. And then they hold their fingers rammed in there for like 20 seconds to get it out of spasm. Right. But today I feel a lot better. She bent me around, cracked me, did all the proper stuff. Last week she just... Fucking hurt me. She sounds like Joey Tribbiani's uh, trouser leg fitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she, was, like. she was very good, 
but vicious. But she's done done a good job. I'm up right now. Good. Still got me old Terminator back support on. Right. But I'm up right. Good. So it's all going the right That's way. That's good, isn't it? Um, Littland's birthday was 11 yesterday. All right, so, as you can see, the new little fish tank. Yeah, that's my job for the weekend. Is that so is that going to stay clean? Because the other one was a fucking disgrace. Well, the uh, the problem with the other one, mate, is the lights broke, so the light has to stay on 24 seven, right. which means obviously algae growth and right. you know all about photosynthesis and stuff. Right, yeah. So we can turn this light off, so it'll stay cleaner. Yeah, right. the other one's about six years old now, but it's only got two frogs in it, so I had to get a frog proof one. So mum got him that one for his birthday. Right. Had a load of other shit as well, you know, loads of stuff. Lovely. Bits and pieces. Oh, to be 11 again. Well, no. What a day, what a day. And then my biggest confusion this week, apparently cassettes are back. I mean, VHS is back, so I, I imagine that it was going to come round again. One of the blokes at work rang me out. I'm expecting a pallet, Mark, he said. I'm expecting a pallet. I've ordered some cassettes. He sells vinyl. I was like, Great. Turned up two and a half thousand cassettes, uh, four and a half thousand cassettes he'd ordered, right? So they Blank turned ones. No, no. Oh, what, no. With, the, with the music on? Well, I was thinking they're all going to be like, you know, Valdunican and stuff like that and all that sort of stuff. They're all new artists. Really? Yeah, all new stuff. So right. lots of people printing cassettes. And stuff you like, like Taylor Swift and I've Ed Sheeran. I've got a Paul Weller one out of it. Right. He said, you can have that. I said, I've not got a cassette player to play it on, Nick. But he said, no, you have that for helping us out. So I've got that as a display case. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, all sorts of stuff in there. Lovely. You can listen to Paul Weller on, on a crackly old shit sounding cassette. I am I'm, I'm considering buying a unit to store anything I ever own in it. Because right. apparently everything I've chucked hundreds of out of <laughs> are coming back into thing and they're like seven, eight quid. Are they? Yeah, I know. Blimey. Everyone chucked them away. Yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah, all binned them. Well, fuck a duck. Yeah, how's your... How's your Two weeks, three weeks, two weeks, Ben. How long has it been? Two weeks. Ooh, so I've uh, been running a lot, mate. Been running yeah. a lot. I've got a bit of a back problem. Got physio tomorrow, you know, mm. just uh, just a few aches and pains through the older running, hence the Steve Gump. Uh-huh. Uh, I've got a race on Sunday, thanks uh-huh. for asking. So the um, a banana shortage, that's what I want to go into. I just want to go into something around bananas because you may very well notice that bananas are a bit greener. Hang on, mate. Is, is this... Is this Secret news, like you should no. end people. No, I just want to address NDA. something. I just want to address something. I wasn't so, aware. Why is there a banana shortage, Steve? Oh, uh, you know, vessel delays and things right. like that, mate. You know, so um, in fact, they found a uh, a shipment down at Southampton docks with seventeen million pounds worth of cocaine mm-hmm. in a shipment of bananas. And I guarantee you, on the black market, those bananas were probably worth more than that. <laughs> but uh, if you notice green bananas right. in the shops, it's not the banana ripeners. Fault. Right. All right. We are being forced to send stuff out as a greener level from the supermarkets. I'm going to guess 98% of people in the country doesn't know that banana ripener is a job. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you're going to be the one that gets the blame. (laughs) Uh, uh, You know, every time people complain, it comes back to us. Mm. You know what I mean? So a lot of people go, oh, bananas are too yellow. Oh, bananas are too green. And it doesn't matter if you could put them in the shop. Someone will say it's too green. Someone will say it's too yellow. So I ignore it. I ignore it, you know. Mm. It's very, very personal, a banana colour. I'm a, I'm a greener. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a greener. I much prefer a greener yeah. um, when they go too much. They're only good for custard, That's in it. my opinion. <laughs> That's it. Or Jill's ice cream that she's doing now. Okay. So she's doing banana ice cream. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, so if, the, if they're green, don't complain. It's not our fault. 
Mm-hmm. Right? I don't want it coming back. Can't on you just either. ripen them better to get them more ripe? I ain't got time, mate. I ain't got time. Yeah. This is the thing. I need five days, but they're giving me five three days, days to yeah. ripen a banana. Yeah, they're giving me three days, and it's not possible to get it. So up what to I need it. to do is buy them in advance. So if I buy two weeks bananas this week, <laughs> and then they'll be ripe by the time uh, I yeah, get pretty them, pretty much. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to point that out. So stop complaining about green bananas. I'm not sure I've heard anyone mention. They do complain. They do. I've, a lot of people do. And. Yeah. It, it, I mean, is there a shortage? Like, we're going to see less in shops then? Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like go in and out. Do I need to buy some up? Do I need to go to Morrison, buy my set a trestle table up no, out of the front? No, just let me know. I've got loads. Oh, I just, <laughs> fucking loads. I'll just drop you some in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can you get free bananas? Well, I could probably drop you some in, yeah. Oh, but well, I can't, like, bring loads around. But no, I'm but next week I'll have a bunch of... Will you? Yeah. Well, like, six. Right. Okay. Six. Give me heartburn after a while. And I like to use some as fly stations in my right. frog tanks. They're good for cholesterol. So there you go. Oh. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Stop that, complaining that, about been, bananas. So your two weeks, mate, has been banana <laughs> shortage and running. It has been banana shortage, mate. Right. I am fucking in work six days a week. Why? Because there's a shortage. There's less to fuck about no, with. because it's... it's oh, if only you knew. If only you knew. <laughs> <laughs> trying to sift all the cocaine out. Save the bananas. <laughs> <laughs> so you got any thanks yes mate I've got thanks to Film Rage to Write Stuff Reviews Keith Noakes Mike Mike and Oscar WTM watch if you can and that's it because Twitter's fucking dead <laughs> I've got special thanks this week to Jill Cassie Jamie Russell Emirate Movies LJ Humania McIntyre Mr Positivity and Eric Kareem Ben and Paul from Film Busters Movie Jewel Podcast Ryan and Glyn mm. thank you all very thanks. much promo I'm Josh Bell. And I'm Jason Harrison. We co-host a podcast called Awesome Movie Year. Each season, we take a look back at an awesome year for movies, which is every year. We deep dive into these specific years and we pick out why they were such great years for films. We go over the biggest hits, the biggest flops, the best pictures, some personal picks, some cult classics. Years we've covered in past seasons include 1994, 2003, 1977, and 1984. And we've got all of film history to look forward to. So check us out at awesomemovieyear.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. There we go. That's uh, our friends at Awesome Movie Year podcast. are doing 1939 at the moment. And this week was Only Angels Have Wings. I'm pretty sure that if I watched all the films from 1939, I would not consider it an awesome uh, movie year. But that's thinking, just me. I was thinking, don't touch 2023 when you come to do an episode <laughs> on that. <laughs> I just, well, I, you know, I imagine it's full of, uh, uh, you know, these uh, old actors. Hey, see what you're doing, see? That's it. Yeah. Hey, doll. Yeah. <laughs> Slapping the women around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, my hero. Uh, yeah. My hero. That's when I started, yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I imagine that for some uh, cinema aficionados, it's a fantastic year. Mm. Um, so please follow uh, Awesome Movie Year podcast as they work their way through 1939. Please do. Go on then. Welcome to the Mark reads some film lines in some similar voices, and Steve has to guess the film from the lines read to get points. Game hashtag What's that film? So, uh, yeah, I think I got it right, but I can't remember what I got, about three or two or something this mm. week. Should have got more. Who got what and what was it? It was Cable Guy. It was, yeah. yeah. It's quite a fun one, actually. Yeah? Yeah. You like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Emma got a zero. I'm not convinced she's ever seen it, because when I sent her the 
gift Jif through. Right. She was like, am I supposed to know what the fuck that is? Right. She so, might like that. Do you, do you, do you oh, think? Fun feel. Do you think it's, it's aged well? It's a fun it feel, It is a fun mate. film. It it's is fun a fun film. Jamie Russell got a zero. It's the, the, um, it's the thingy. The, uh, it's the droopy. <laughs> Don't you want... So that's the, the scene that stands out. For, okay. Oh, mine's, mine's the um, medieval banquet <laughs> when he was like... <laughs> like Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. When he asked for some cutlery, but he's like, I haven't got any, but they have Pepsi. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, Jamie Russell got zero uh, just to prove. I think I upset him. You did. I think yeah. I upset him by yeah. saying he He's was a, a serial fiver. Yeah. yeah. Um, so sorry, Jamie, right. if I upset you, but you got okay. zero. Movie Jill got four. Yeah. Uh, Miles got one. Right. Corinne got zero. Yeah. Old Letdown. Yeah. Not even saying his name. Um, he got a five on Shawshank. <laughs> Then he didn't want to talk about the rest of them, but they're zeros. And he got a one on Cable Guy. He rung me up today for he claimed he's one for Cable Guy like he'd just won the World Cup. <laughs> I have never heard anyone so genuinely excited about a score on What's That Film. <laughs> and it was for a one. Right. Well, you know, it's, it plays your strength. Yeah, what, um, Jill, Jill, what did you, you remember you texting me through, mate? Jill she, got... She said she got a five. Jill got a five? Yeah. Even I call bullshit on that one. <laughs> Way to go to upset everyone. Yeah. Good job. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know, mate. She sent me a gift, yeah. the same she gift that it. you sent out, and it's a five. Yeah. Fair play to her. There you go. Fair play. There That's what, she's, watching a lot of, she's watching a lot of telly at the moment. Right. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Works a bit slow, you know. Right. So, I might uh, have to... Jill, I know you've stopped you being able to play along, but send me some film through then if you've got some ideas, if you've seen <laughs> some a lot, shit. It's a lot of shit telly. Yeah. yeah a lot of shit telly she's right. watching. Okay, you really? ready? Then? Yeah. Oh, okay. Go That's on. it. Yeah. yeah. This seemed like a good idea at the time. Less confident in it now. Right. Less confident in it now. Miles okayed it though, so he thought it was good. But right. here we go. five points. What's the film? Do you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? So you've actually said the name. You know what I mean. So probably should get it. Right. Um, but I don't know okay. it. So no. Four points, then, mate. What's that film? Do you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. You're a prick. There's, there's a uh, lot more clues in this. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Four, though, mate. Uh, thanks very much, mate. Thanks very much. Okay. Um, go on, carry on. Bear with me as we go through. Three points. What's that feel? Do you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, two dear. points. <laughs> What's that? Oh. Did you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? <laughs> uh, you might have just ruined people's highlight of the week. One oh. point for everyone else. Did you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? There you go. <laughs> Said to my old, do you think I'd better put one other one in there? Like, nah, I think mean, that works. I thought you might have done. Um, you probably have just ruined everyone's highlight of the week yeah. or reason for listening to this that's it because everyone's <laughs> turned off now but if you think you know what it is yeah. uh, I got it because I know what a twatty is um, and uh, yeah all please the clues are there all the clues are there <laughs> they are actually yeah so uh, yeah please let us know via DM please okay mate yeah. moving on Yeah. this is Mark 
Okay, so we seem to be just avoiding the quick draw mm. uh, question section. Just. So uh, if you've got a question uh, that you want us to answer next week, please, where can people send a mock? Via Xaruni, which is at movie underscore drone, or via email on moviedronepodcast at hotmail.com. Lovely, lovely, lovely. And someone did. I did. Shall we move on? Yeah. This is the next section. This is the section that we love to call... Question time. Question time. Question time. Time for the question. Question time. Question time. Question time. Time for the question. Question time. So you was a bit of a prick on the messages uh, with this one. I don't think I was, mate. I've not had so much question anxiety from you for ages and i didn't know how to make it any more simpler it was the most question it's got everything in it but i couldn't i the word didn't seem right when you look at it and even when i told jill what it was and how to spell it she said no it's not how you spell it and that even made it worse because i then questioned myself first of all i thought it was top uh, hollywood christ's because i misread it and then uh, it is am i right go on read it out Who's it from? It's from Emma. Right. And she just simply wants to know what our top five Hollywood Chrises are. Right, those Chrises. It doesn't look right when you write it. You know, you should have, maybe, you think it should have an apostrophe in it, but then I said to Jill, that's something of Chrises and it's not right. So, yeah, it just doesn't look right when it's written on a piece of paper. Okay. Does it? I, I read it perfectly right. well. Right. What you got? Um, unless I've read it wrong. <laughs> and this is not what she's in. She's waiting for the top five Hollywood Christs. Well, I thought it was Chrises. Mm, right. You know, and yeah. I thought crises, Hollywood crises, and, and that's an what I thought first time. Yeah, I know, but you know, I, 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 let's find out what she did want. Let's see if this is it, <laughs> shall we? My number five, mate, a little bit slim pickings for ones I actually like, <laughs> if I'm honest. There's a lot I don't, I found that out. Um, but number five, Chris Tucker, and that is for purely for Friday and for the fifth element, right? Anything else, bag of dicks, <laughs> Friday. Fifth element. Okay. Yep. All right. There we go. There we go. My number five, is it? Yeah. I've got Chris Pine. Okay. But I've got him for... Don't Hello, worry, darling. Hello, High Water, ah. um, which I really like. Okay. I thought that was a great film. Yeah. Um, I really did like that. And, uh, yeah, I know he's been in lots of other stuff. And he, when you do Google this, it only comes up with, like, five people, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Takes so, a bit more googling the. Well, just choose Christopher's. Yeah, just call them Chris's, which well, is what I've done. There you go. Okay, so my number four mate is Christopher Walken. Right. Just for the joy he's given me over the years of saying, I like pears. <laughs> I've got Christopher Walken. Yeah. Um, too many to name, film wise. Yeah. Do you know how old he is? Guess how old he is. Ooh, seventy-six, eighty. Shit. Yeah. Okay. 80 years old. Wayne's World 2. And he was in, uh, he's in June 2, is he? I think. Is Someone he? said. I think so. Okay. Sure, I saw it when I was. Uh, when Understated, I, was I think. Yeah, he's, got, he's great, isn't he? I've yeah. got him for Deer Hunter. Okay. Oh, that's good. So. Yeah. You got him at four, have you? Oh, I've chosen it because you already had yeah, him. So, okay. yeah, stuck him in. My number three, mate, is Chris Tian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, got it. I don't care. Go on. Yeah, yeah that'll do. Um, American Psycho. Right. Dark re- Knight. Did you know they're remaking that? Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, they remade The Crow. Yeah. Um, Jill said to me, they're not remaking Naked Gun, are they? And I thought, oh, it's weird. It's head again. They probably are. But that yeah. sort of went quiet, didn't it? Yeah. Um, but she mentioned that she saw it somewhere, so maybe they are. Oh. Not a lot. I don't think, I don't know if I watch it. No, I don't. I don't I, that 
film is as close to perfect Would as you, it could they, have been. They, um, I saw one of the casting uh, choices for American Psycho as Tom Holland. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not know. even close, is I it? I know. I know. No. He's, he's, I know he's got his issues, old Chris Tian Bale, but, you know, he's done some decent drop of gear. He's a great actor. Okay. My uh, next one mm. is Chris Rock. Uh, in New Jack City. Okay. You seen that? I don't Pro- think I have. Pro- I've Pro- seen Pro- him in quite a few movies, though. There's one with Anthony Hopkins where he plays a twin of someone. What? Um, and he was in Dogma. Right, yeah, not, not one of my favourites. Yeah, one, lots of one. Yeah. But good choice. I like him. Thanks. I like him. My number two, mate, is Chris Toff Waltz. Right. I mean, it's probably Christopher in in Austrian or Christoph whatever. Christoph Waltz. No. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I haven't got it. I didn't think of it because I'm not clever, stupid. But the clever. um, yeah, uh, dighead. And uh, yeah, he's brilliant. He's oh, one what of my favourites is what a man who can play such an evil, vindictive, likable fella. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to like someone who's that mad and yeah. crazy and he, he is evil. Fantastic. Uh, my number two is it? Yeah, Christopher Plummer. Okay. Um, I've got him in Up, where he voiced Charles Munts. Okay. Um, but also in 12 Monkeys. I'll be honest, his name kept coming up, and I didn't really know who he was. Oh. I don't think I've seen a lot of him, and then people are going to be on Twitter Rooney now again. He's one of the biggest actors of the generation. But I, I don't think I know him. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's good. <laughs> My number one mate, Chris Nolan. <laughs> Hollywood Chris. He just might make the fuckers. <sighs> Did she say Hollywood Chris? She just said Hollywood Chris's. Oh, okay. And there's a Hollywood Chris. Chris Nolan comes in on it. Right. What a man. He's sweeping some awards at the moment, isn't he? Him and his missus just straighten up. Well, Oppenheimer, I lost interest. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't in the mood. I probably will watch it one day from start to finish. He's done some stuff, and he's that easy to get one tenet. Just (laughs) all them sort of things. Um, My last one, Christopher Reeve. Uh, The original Superman. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was cool and he and Superman. Well, I sometimes think of people like him and wonder their longevity. What would he have done? Right. Do you know what I mean? If he'd never had the little horsey incident, yeah. would he have gone on to be like, I know he's done some big films, but would he have gone on to be this big A-lister legendary actor? Sad, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's difficult, Did he have isn't that it? capability? It's, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if people that played sort of superheroes and all that really did then. Um, don't know if he had much range, but um, you know, never know. He's a good Superman. Yeah, he yeah, was the Superman. I would say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Still the yeah, Superman. Yeah, yeah, the new ones are quite good. Well, yeah, some have been good, be. but for me, if someone says Superman, yeah, it's got to be him in it. Mm. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. Five easy. Each. So only one crossover. Yeah. Fucking hell. Good. Answer. More Christophers than you knew. Yeah. So uh, thank you very much, Emma, for the question mm. and. Uh, yeah, if anyone else has got some, I mean, please. I mean, probably we don't want all the names. Hollywood, Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood Tonys, A to Z on <laughs> names. <laughs> top five, uh, top five Hollywood Andys, <laughs> Burts. Maybe we should just do that. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, okay, then, mate. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. We saw a film? We did, mate. We saw a film. It's currently 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. It's a 15, 2 hours, 12 minutes, build as a biography, drama, sport. With synopsis of the true story of the inseparable Von Erich Brothers, 
who made history in the intensely competitive world of professional wrestling in the early 1980s. $15 million budget, so far grossing $40 million. This is directed by Sean Durkin, starring Zac Efron, Jeremy Allen White, Harris Dickinson, Mara Tierney, Stanley Simons, Holt McCallany and Lily James. And this was 2023's The Iron Claw. Clip. Short one. Ever since I was a child, people said my family was cursed. Mom tried to protect us with God. Pop tried to protect us with wrestling. He said if we were the toughest, the strongest, nothing could ever hurt us. I believed him. We all did. Um... <laughs> Okay then, mate, what did you think of 2023's The Iron Claw? Bear with me, mate, because I had to go back to add some bits to my notes. I had a real exciting moment. A real exciting moment. Lots of men in tights. (laughs) It'll make sense when I get there, so don't jump in, right? Right. Don't go, what? You must fucking do. But bear with, right? So I was a huge wrestling fan, like massive like Nan used to tape it on VHS. I used to go around there and sit like the Repo Man, all shit like that. Used to love it. But I've got to be honest, I think I was too young for the Von Eriks, as I don't recall any of them. Right. right? Um, and I think watching it at the time, I think it took away any nostalgic element. Because you know, you like if you know people, you go, oh, this is them, this mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, I knew Ric Flair, but we'll get on to him shortly. And I felt like if it would have been a few years further down the line or I was a few years older, it would have felt like a warm hug. But I didn't quite get that, but it didn't get away from the gritty storytelling of The Curse, which is essentially a dad being a bit of a bellend, until I got the better of me. I went Googling, didn't I? I went Googling. Kerry Von Erich was fucking Texas Tornado. (laughs) Nearly wet myself when I found that out I fucking love the Texas Tornado and then suddenly I got this nostalgic hug after watching this film mm. and it was there waiting for me it wrapped its arms around me and I was like fucking yes because <laughs> I just didn't know I just did. it meant nothing to me this family no, I remember Bruiser Brody and that no mm-hmm. no I think like I say I'm only young right ish right I'm quite old but I remember lots of it, but I think these were around sort of early 80s but if you're heading towards later 80s I was I mean the Obviously, I remember Texas Tornado. Don't remember him having one foot. Um, but I don't, I don't. You know, it shows in the in the thing. Like, yeah. If you actually look at that, he never um, never told hardly anyone. No. So he wrestled like it and fucking you know, led. What a legend! Yeah, he never told anyone. And I think there was some people. I think if you watch some of the documentaries, people are like yeah, like I, I, certain people used to hang out with him, and he used to just have his boot off um, with like his, his leg, but not many people knew. I loved it. I think I had an action figure of Texas Tornado. And I was just like, that moment was just like, I got that nostalgic hug that I felt I was missing. One of those ones that you used to stick up your bum as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) You look like one of those kids. (laughs) Um, I did... (laughs) I I actually uh, I'm I'm the other side on this. I thought it was a bit shallow. Now I um, always did used to watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. I used to get it. A friend of uh, mine, one of my oldest friends, um, used to, his granddad used to tape it. 
and uh, and we used to watch it. But I still watch it. I find wrestling to be a um, a, a distraction. I can have it on in the background, and I still I watch. I don't really watch WWE now. I watch that AEW stuff, and you know it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's, entertainment. It's, uh, it is, yeah. So I watch, still watch a bit of it. But I also watch a documentary. So today I watched a documentary um, or like a program called uh, WWE Rivalries. Okay. And it was the one Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. And it went for all their thing with the, t- the Montreal screw job and all yeah. that. And it was quite good. And I've seen documentaries about the Von Erichs and all about them. I know about Bruiser Brody and all that. I've watched all this. And I found this really shallow. Did you? Yeah, compared to the documentaries. Okay. And I suppose you are right. You don't have a massive sort of nostalgic trip about some of these wrestlers yeah i just found it a bit shallow I, it didn't really teach me anything that i didn't know um it didn't delve into the bits that i wanted to know um and yeah i didn't really it's have a bit a specialist that though isn't it I, sp- I suppose when you're trying to do a film about wrestling for the masses you're relying on people not be it's that weird thing in it would you do a fan film yeah or do you do a film that tries to get as many people in it yeah i mean possible. i've got i've got actually got that I've, I've put it feels like a niche film for fans of wrestling or the von erics but this is why i see it as a bit of a misstep because it's like a paint by numbers sort of account with no depth which i think is going to infuriate real fans and not interest non-fans and i think okay. it stuck itself in the middle of anywhere that it can actually serve a purpose um, IMDb score says otherwise, I think, but I think that that might... See, I, uh, I really liked I think it showed... I mean, there's, there's always a people out there going, oh, oh, it's all fake. Yes, it is. It's a storyline. It's entertainment. But there's nothing fake about their athletic ability and the shit they put their bodies through and they're smashing themselves to pieces mm. and how seriously they take bringing entertainment to people. Did you watch that documentary I told you to watch, Wrestlers? No, I haven't had a chance yet. Fucking... You should have watched it. Oh, sorry. That was quite, that, sorry. That's quite good. But that's what I mean, stuff like that. And things like The Wrestler and, and things. You, yeah. you you get the idea or you get the feeling that you're there. You can almost smell the sweat on the tights, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. on the trunks yeah. in films like The Wrestler and in other wrestling films. This, I don't think it even really delved into that wrestling world enough. It was... Because it was a story of one of the brothers, wasn't it? it uh, and not even the most uh, interesting one, right. in my opinion. Um, you mentioned um, Kerry Von Erich. He yeah. was my favourite one. And yeah. I actually thought the performance by Jeremy Adam White as Kerry Von Erich was really good. I yeah. actually thought that was probably the highlight of the film. Um, and, and it was focusing on sort of the Von Erich that was the one that was put into the background more yeah. the less the, the the lesser one the the one that he, his dad didn't want to promote as much, and you know it's a weird it's a weird story. It just sort of I don't know, just didn't really do it. I'll oh, see. I got the opposite if I'm honest. Mm. I really really enjoyed it. I mean, I loved the dad character and hated the dad character in equal amounts. I thought he was just a complete arsehole, proper alpha male. I mean, the bond that the brothers had was amazing, considering how fucked their dad was in their attitude towards him. Um, and I did a bit of digging around because it's like when Fritz died, five out of six of his sons were already dead. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we had obviously one at drowning, which was the younger brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, Chris and Kerry all committed suicide. Mm-hmm. I don't think we saw anything of Chris. He was just forgotten about for the well, film. Well, this is, this is a thing on the film, isn't it? Mm. About the fact that they have left Chris out. Yeah. And 
it's a very, very weird decision. It is strange because... I mean, I, I know that it... I think the director or whatever has said it's not a story. It's it's a story about um, Kevin Von Erich. Um, and it has some of the other brothers. This is why, uh, for me, I would have liked to have seen a lot more of the other brothers and their demise because yeah. I knew what had happened. I knew what happened to Kerry and, yeah. and Dave and, and, and stuff. So I would like to have seen a little bit more of that rather than it just being, oh, a phone call, Dave's killed himself or whatever, yeah. or he's dead in a, in a, in a hotel room. Apparently, um, Bruiser Brody... Uh, they said that Dave died of a bad stomach, but mm. apparently, according to if you watch the documentaries, Bruiser Brody was one of the first people there, and he cleared up all the drugs. Oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah. I think he he had a drug but overdose. I'm, well, I'm not shocked because the pressures are under and the pain they must have every day, then yeah. the finger just trying to keep on top of it. You could see. I mean, they alluded to a lot of it when you were seeing them injecting stuff, yeah. and they was doing bits. They didn't shy away from that. But they didn't put it on the front step too much. No, but they didn't put anything on the front step. This is the thing. And and Chris being out of it, I, they said that it would have detracted from the story a bit. But you sort of only really got the... I, I don't think it had the impacts because you didn't see the, the amount of kids that did. I know it was still yeah. a bad amount that yeah. died. But, you know, why not Why not show a brief thing about about Chris and about him doing it as well? Because the others were just brief moments in the story of Kevin Von Erich. Yeah. Um, and I just don't see why you would create the controversy of not including him for no they, reason. They kind of, it's from a, what I understand, they kind of mixed um, Chris's storyline in with Kerry's. Because mm. um, Kevin never actually found Kerry. Right. He found Chris. Right. So they kind of mixed it. But like you say, just to not have that acknowledge them all but one. Is it's, a bit weird. It's it's weird. It's a very weird misstep. I mean, you know, what what were you talking? You're talking an hour and thirty two up to an hour and forty, yeah. eight minutes worth of screen time or something. You know, yeah. it makes no sense to me whatsoever to do it and create this this thing because anyone who's looking into it will will realise. Yeah. You know, anyone who's not shown an interest will realise that this isn't the full story. You know, what's the point in doing it if you're not going to do the full story? Well, in fairness, I wouldn't have known that until I went digging. But and people will dig if they yeah. watch a film like this. But this made me want to dig. I mean, exactly. I think that says a lot about a film when it actually makes me want to go digging about but it. But do you not feel a bit unfulfilled that it didn't show that all of it then? You did you, you know, you've watched this film, you're like, oh, this is the story of the Von Erics. You're like, oh shit, you totally miss something. I out. agree, I can't see reasoning behind missing him out. Because I think it possibly could have been important to see more tragedy within this curse. Yeah, it's about the bond um, of the Von Erichs. Yeah, if you can totally leave out one one yeah, big story, I, I, I agree. It's a strange, a strange thing. Not as strange as seeing Zac Efron waking up like jacked in the morning and not being able to not see him painted green because <laughs> he looks like Lou. Is it Farino's? Yeah. Do you think Hulk. that this is one of those uh, moments where you, he's obviously got, he's always been fairly fit, but he's obviously got jacked for this in a different way because wrestlers are jacked in, you know, they are, they are, it's not just sort of like, you know, they've got muscles on muscles. It's very much a, a physical sort of yeah. um, look that they have. Do you not think it's one of these films where you think to yourself, was it really worth all that? You know? He looks roidy to me. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's not, but he looked greasy and roided. Well, this is what the wrestlers sort of do yeah. look like, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I know that um, one of the other wrestlers who's in AEW, uh, MJF, 
Maxwell Jacob Friedman, who who was the champion in AEW recently. He was in this film, but he's most of his stuff got cut out. Yeah. Um. He was actually there was a, a moment where they were doing a tag team match, and he was one of the wrestlers in there, so they kept a tiny bit of him in. And he went away uh, recently for an injury, and he came back, and he was like proper, like buffed up, like um, Zac Efron. And uh, but you just think to yourself, you know, was it worth it? Was it worth all those probably mornings of getting up at three o'clock in the morning and having chicken breasts and doing all your training and all that? Was this film the one that you should have done it for? Probably not. He's probably not going to get the acclaim for it, but I suppose you never truly know that until. But I don't think I've got the same issues you've got with the film. Right. Um, And it seems to be, it's never going to be massive, but I really appreciated his performance. I thought he did really well. I like the way he's going down this road of doing these different films and he's not stuck with the shit. Yeah. And actually I, taking a chance on stuff like this. Yeah, um, I think he could have easily been a, a fluffy sort of thingy, couldn't he? Yeah. You know, doing all the rom-coms and that. Yeah, he's easily. A... He was a pretty, he's gone from a pretty boy to a pretty ugly boy. Because <laughs> I just looked at him and I thought... Do you think yeah. that's ugly? I mean, I'm sure that... It's, no, um, I just look I'm at... Sure. He, he just looks... I'm able to see a man is attractive and I just looked at him in that film and just thought you've lost it I mean I'm sure he could look pretty again he might be the haircut who knows not your type not my type but he might be in the string vest and the haircut who knows and he might scrub up pretty well but I just looked and just thought he has gone away from that cutesy image like you say going down the rom-com playing the suited booted heartbreaker to actually put himself into a role like this and i think that says a lot for his value as an actor and mm. what he's prepared to do right. than just play the safe roles yeah surprised we didn't get to see many other uh ex-wrestlers and that in it probably, it's, probably it's probably quite good yeah. because you know it's it's a story about sort of the 80s and if you see a lot of people that you recognize from now i don't know why if that's why they cut out a bit of uh, that Maxwell Jacob Friedman stuff wasn't quite enamoured with the people who played them. Rick Flair, oh, mate, he's my bi- he's my biggest thing. Is he? He got. I mean, I know Rick, not not personally, but I know a lot about Rick Flair. You know, he's, and he's in AEW at the moment. He's is, running the storyline. I, I, I keep seeing some bits on. <laughs> yeah, Sting's, Sting's retiring. Right. I think like this week or something. And Rick Flair's in there. He's like ninety odd years old, and he's right. not doing punches and stuff it's, it's quite embarrassing but you know yeah, it, I mean, all, all play to him he's earned it yeah absolutely and I'd, I'd like to say I've watched him a lot over the years and I think because I was so familiar with that character watching the other one I mean he was doing like a Jeff Jarrett strut and it was just awful and I know Ric Flair did that but it looked more Jeff Jarrett than Ric Flair and he's woo and he's Jeff Jarrett's in AEW as well. Is he? <laughs> Fucking love Jeff Jarrett. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't think he got the mannerisms or the look particularly well. No. Um, I, I would have liked to have seen a bit more Bruiser Brody. He, he, if you look at a, a um, documentary on Bruiser Brody, he yeah. was a character. Okay. He's the one with the big mad hair. You know, the big long yeah. hair. He wasn't in it a lot. But he was he was quite good. But okay. um, yeah, it's worth watching. Uh, uh, what is it? Dark Side of the Ring. I don't know. Yeah, if you've that, seen the, the, yeah, that was the one uh, you sent me. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Um, I know they played around with some of the timelines as well, because they made it look like Kerry had won the uh, world championship and then went out on his bike and smashed his leg off. Mm. But it's actually two year gap. 
Right. So they'd done quite a bit of playing around. Yeah, it, um, did, it didn't fit well with me. I couldn't quite understand what was going on. It was diving around a little bit. And, yeah, this added to my um, un- not enjoyment. Unenjoyment is always called or yeah. whatever. Non-enjoyment of it where, uh, where well, there like didn't Michael seem to be a well. structure. It was like Michael wasn't forced into the ring because Kerry's leg had fallen off. Mm-hmm. There was nothing. He was apparently he'd made his debut before even that accident had happened, but it did make it seem like because they was down a brother, they needed to fill it in, and he needed to get him trained up quick. Should they really have been taking liberties with the story? Really, if you're going to make a comprehensive story about the Von Eriks, really should you should you really just chop and change it like that to make it Hollywoodized? Surely know. the story itself um, is interesting enough. The curse probably, of the Von but I think stuff. you are probably more involved into the because this kind of stuff's more in your wheelhouse, not necessarily this film, but the subject. You've probably got more of an emotive thing over it. Whereas if it was a subject you weren't that interested in, you wouldn't really give a fuck. You want the entertainment value, yeah. but you want more of a factual take, and you'd probably prefer a gritty documentary about this than a film. Right? Yes, yes, I do. Um, exactly. Which is... But, I mean, I mean, it would have been made better if there was more wrestling action, you know, a bit more wrestling action, mm-hmm. a bit more that made me feel like I was there in the 80s yeah. watching the Von Eriks, you know, because if you watch old uh, wrestling matches, that's what you want to get in it. You want to you want to get that feeling that you were there and you were experiencing it. And I, I don't think there was enough of that in here to make me sort of um, uh, enjoy the bits Away from the ring. Yeah, well. I, suppose, I suppose. I mean, going back to the thing of the accuracy, again, Hollywood is entertainment, isn't it? The mm-hmm. same as wrestling is entertainment. So I suppose they've done it for the flow of the film, whether that worked, whether it didn't. Um, but yeah, I do agree with possibly some of the bits with regards to the actual matches, and it would have been nice to see some mention of some different names and that rise, because they kind of chucked him in the WW. Whether they couldn't get the rights, I don't know, but they kind of chucked him into the WWF when it was then. Mm. And we just kind of saw clips of him with Ric Flair and mm. the thing flashing up on the screen. Yeah. I didn't really have anything of his WWF career. No. And I didn't really understand. I think they missed a trick, and I know it's due to my nostalgia, I think they missed a trick with the names. mm and naming him as a Texas Tornado and how much he actually did with one foot. I th- yeah, I think it wasn't that... his story though, was it? That's no, thing. but I, don't, I think it could have been spread around a bit more. Yeah. And I, I agree with you on that point. It's probably too much Kevin, not enough Kerry. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it just seemed to be focusing on the, the one that I wasn't that interested in. Mm. Um, but I suppose it had to be because the only one who was alive, wasn't he? Yeah. So uh, uh, Lily James, she's one of my favourites, but yeah. wasn't blown away by her performance. Didn't think she had an awful lot to do. No, I still I do like her. Um, I thought it was quite sweet how he didn't, he was distancing himself from her yeah. in the fact that he didn't want to hurt them. Yeah. And I thought that was actually quite sweet rather than him being an arsehole. Like his dad. Yeah. You know. Um, I thought the yeah, the costumes and the sets were okay. Location was beautiful on the house. Yeah, 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 it was nice. Um, I mean, I haven't got much more to say about it, but I do have one real big thing to yeah. say about it. It's the fucking end. Who had that idea? To have him going to the afterlife and meeting his brothers. It was a bit of an out-of-place scene, I'm not going to lie. What the fuck? was that all about 
I wonder whether that's a little... F- did, it, did he have much to do with this film? I don't know. Was that something he would like to have imagined in that bit? I don't but, care. If you tell me that at the end of a film about this, you're going to have a dream sequence yeah. of the Von Eriks all meeting with that little kid and that, and, uh, and like, I'd go, I don't care whether you want that in there. It's not going in there. It's shit. I do. That was so stupid. Yeah, it was 30 seconds I could have done with it. <laughs> I mean, you know, if I ever watched it again, I'd certainly turn it off before that bit. Yeah. I mean, that was just stupid. I mean, weirdly, well, it was a sweet scene. Get, but it didn't get on the boat and all that and going over there. It was oh. it was a sweet scene and it was well filmed. What? Oh. But I agree, it's not in fitting with the film. <laughs> it was awful, such a shit ending. I mean, I don't know what was all that's about. I mean, I ain't got much more to say about it. I've got to be honest, mate. You got a score on it? I I mean, for me, I was hooked. This was one of the few movies that's late that I didn't want to get up to, and tw- two hours twelve minutes. Boom gone right. like I actually wanted more right um, and I really hope A24 keep choosing these random little subjects just to keep doing these films on because possibly one that you wouldn't expect to get its own movie right and why the fuck not I'm probably going to blow you away a little bit on this but I've got a solid 80 <laughs> I really enjoyed it did you yeah I did okay. I've got 42 Ooh. Yeah, I, I didn't really go much then. on it. Well, you know, I'm a, I, I quite a good uh, believer of wrestling documentaries, you know, and this didn't come close to the documentaries that I've seen. Okay. And that ending was just total, I, I do, total I'll, get, I'll get your points, shit. mate. I'll get where you're coming from. But good. We there we are. <laughs> you watched anything else? I did. I watched The Commitments. Oh, right. You ever seen that? I think I have, yeah. Mm. Lots of singing, yeah. It was weird because I was watching it Saturday night after... Um, Cassie's mum's birthday had another birthday went around there I was sitting there I was all chatting and nattering and I sat and watched it and really enjoyed it I love that film um, and then we watched a binge watch because I cut days off work binge watched a series called Kin that Irish drug oh, family oh Barry is that Barry Keogh no oh I think that was, oh it's Love Hate I think are you sure oh. Kin are you sure he's not in that pretty sure oh right okay I think Love Hate it's is Aidan one, Gillen I think Love Hate is one that Barry Keogh was yeah. in, and people were saying it was better than Kin. Okay. But I didn't realise Barry Keogh wasn't Ooh. in it. Okay, yeah, it's an Aidan Gillen one. Right. Um, but so perhaps I'll have to look yeah, at that yeah, one, because yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. They've been watching this jewellery thing that's been on Telebox. So not a huge amount. Of, I have done some films while I was working from home. That's <laughs> uh, a few on in the background. Did you bring but some I, wood home, did you? Yeah. Fucking oh, hell. Cure for Wellness. I watched that again. Oh, did you? Yeah. Is that good? Because oh. I've only watched it that once. Yeah, it's like horrible scenes, isn't it? With it, yeah. Scene. I actually knowing what I was going into, I think I enjoyed it more. Yeah, this I might time have to watch that. Might have to watch that long, though, isn't it? Yes, it yes. Yeah. Um, I watched Envy with uh, Ben Stiller and Jack Black, where they oh. uh, vapor vapor vaporize, where they spray the dog shit and it okay. disappears. Um, Sounds horrific. Have you not seen it? No, no. It's got two of the people I don't really like in it. Give that to you, Simon. I watched a film called Juicy's Wild today, which um, wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Okay. Um, and I've been watching this WWE Rivals, and I started the other day. Right, I was uh, was I off? And I yeah, one I think it was last Thursday, and the new Mean Girls. Right, was I, I had the chance to watch it? Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, I thought to myself, Mean Girls, I don't really remember watching a lot of it, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to stick it on in the background. It might be quite good and up-to-date version. It's a musical, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, man. <laughs> How quick did that uh, go off? 
30 seconds. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's the worst 30 seconds I've ever seen yeah. to an opening of a film. <laughs> like straight off. And uh, yeah, so you'd love it. You absolutely I'll, love it. I'll get on it. Okay. So would you want to move on then, mate? Yes, yeah, Okay. Fine. This is the next section. This is the section that we have to call... Homework. we go so this is the section where we give each other films that we love and the other one hasn't seen in the hope of uncovering hidden gems uh, it was you to me this week would you give me gave your filmmates currently 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb it's a 15 one hour 31 minutes build as a drama with a synopsis of three British teenage girls go on a rites of passage holiday with drinking, clubbing and hooking up in what should be the best summer of their lives. Written and directed by Molly Manning Walker starring Mia McKenna Bruce Laura Peake Samuel Bottomley Never got a budget on it, but it's just going to go past the $1 million. It's Film Busters Ben recommended and BAFTA winning film 2023's How to Have Sex. Now, straight out of the gate, um, I found the whole of the uh, the start and the whole of the groups so annoying. I think you're supposed to. Right. Yeah. Well, are you? Yeah. Because I, I put it down to my gender uh-huh. and my age. Yeah. I, they, you know, I cannot imagine living in anywhere near where there's people like this shouting and screaming and that. So I'm definitely getting old. So, um, I mean, I've, I am struggling on this one because I feel mm. like I am the wrong gender and the wrong age to yeah. actually be able to give a conscious and, and understand the message that they're supposed to be giving. I do get it. I do get that it, it runs a fine line and it goes into the subject of consent. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, I do believe that I probably didn't get the message as much as someone who may be female, yeah. um, who may be a bit younger. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's straight out of the gate. To be honest, she comes from Maidstone, doesn't she? She comes from, around. she goes to Maidstone or went to Maidstone Girls Grammar yeah, School when yeah. I was at Maidstone Girls Grammar School talking to a receptionist, talking about us. And I watched her in a film last night. She was lovely, they were saying. <gasps> you were there, were you? You've been stalking her. Is no, that what you said? I do work at Maidstone Girls Grammar the school she went to. So I was talking to the receptionist about the film I watched the night before, saying one of your students is in a film I watched last night. Right, so you're stalking down at Maidstone Grammar no, looking for girls that might, that might know her. Is that what you're saying? Yes, mate. Why not? Let's go there. Let's write Again. that narrative. <laughs> um, but yeah, she. I mean, obviously uh, there's a lot that's been said about the, uh, the director, mm-hmm. writer-director and her... Yeah, um, she won the EE Rising Star Award. Yeah, and and you know, the fantastic, fantastic. I mean, I, you got to be honest. Uh, I thought the direction was great. I think that the writing, apart from the screaming and shouting of the girls at the start, but I suppose you can't stop them doing that. They are teenage girls, and I thought that her performance was great. I thought her emoting and her. I think it was like the where the camera lingered on her and her facial expressions and the look of how uncomfortable she was in some of the situations. Yeah. Um, and I found that quite relatable because, uh, yeah, being of a certain social, you know, in social situations, I feel uncomfortable in those mm-hmm. things. I could actually quite relate to, to that, you know, when people are bustling around and stuff. 
I ate all that busyness as well. So I thought that that was really good. It was almost like they just followed her around for a week um, and put her in situations and filmed her and used the best one. So it's quite good. Um, uh, good, Talking about characters, uh, her friends, um, one of them was a a proper arsehole. I think Um, this is, it's not only a message on consent, I think it's a message on peer pressure, isn't it? The Badger character, Jill hated. Yeah. But I think you're supposed to. Really? Yeah. Badger? Yeah. Are you sure? Because I thought he was the the nicer one. I actually thought that he was genuinely nice when he was on his own. I think he was, but I think I th- I personally believe his character is the more dangerous one. Right. In life. Right. Because you have these blokes who you know are arseholes. Right. But he was the one who was a nice guy but could act like an arsehole around his mates and they bail to that. I, f- I think it's peer pressure through girls as well. Yeah. And I think it also showed the peer pressure through the lads. Certainly. Because he was probably a genuinely nice bloke, but what would he have done under the influence of his mates? Right, okay. Well, I didn't really get that from his character, but okay. I do understand where you're coming from about peer pressure because it was about these groups and how they act together. Yeah. Um, so let's get on to um, some of the scenes. So the beach scene, um, the first one. Mm. Um, so she was obviously being pressured, and as you say, the peer pressure. She was being pressured. She felt under a lot of pressure to um, have sex for the first time or whatever. Yeah. She clearly wasn't ready. Yeah. Uh, I thought that this was going to be a scene that um, showed, uh, you know, an attack or, you know, uh, uh, someone forcing themselves on, and it wasn't. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I don't know where are we supposed to have difference of opinion on that scene because me and Jill had a little bit of a difference on this one, and it's brought up a chat between us that I didn't think that that scene was enforcing himself on. I thought there was an element of she clearly didn't want to do it, yeah. but I believe that she consented to it. Uh, I don't think it's this is where it comes back to a little bit of the song Robin Thicke song and it? it's that blurred lines right yeah and it's that actually if she didn't want to do it then there can't be consent uh, and I understand that but yeah there, but there was a little sort of I are, believe, you, are you okay and she said yes you know uh, there was that and you could see that she clearly wasn't ready but a, would a lad of that age in that situation who um, you know, who's, who's been drinking or whatever. And uh, you'd like to think that some lads are very sensitive in that way and some we know are not. Yeah. So a less sensitive lad who asked the question, who said, are you okay? Are you okay with this? And she said, yes. You know, it's all about think, personalities I, I think and it's stuff. supposed to do that and I think it's supposed to show it's a dangerous narrative, isn't it, to approach Yes, it's and horrible. It's, it's this a, is why I don't want you want to speak about it, it, if I'm it, honest, because I, I mean, could get it's a dangerous hate co- mail Yeah, but this is a thing. It is a dangerous thing because p- different people have different opinions and obviously I would imagine 99% of women are going to say she clearly didn't want to, there was no consent there. Right. But you can see that situation happening more than once easily on all these holidays, and I reckon it happens more than we'd ever want to think about, uh-huh. that women get themselves in these situations, even men get themselves into where they are, potentially go under peer pressure from their mates to do things they didn't want to do and they don't actually want to do it, and that level of consent. And it's a difficult thing to pick what level of consent is consent, and I don't think it's necessarily a black and white answer. 
No. And I think it can be seen from different, because he might, knowing the character, probably not, but he might be of the thing where he felt she did mm -hmm. and she might feel that she did, but changed her mind. And where does that blurred line go? It is, it's an incredibly emotive and dangerous it subject. Is. I think, it? I think that this first one that the director has, has knowingly left it that, um, that, I, I don't, you know, she wasn't fighting him off or anything. She did, he, he did ask her, etc. You know, if I, I don't know, I just but read that. Fear that one, is a strange thing. I read, it? yeah, but I read that. I don't know. I saw that this one was right on the edge, yeah, and yeah. And, and and that sort of um, this wasn't where we was, you know, really uh, gonna see something that was uh, as horrific as mm -hmm. the later one. Uh, did you, I saw something really weird the other day. There's some weird people in amongst us. I saw a woman, a grown woman, say that she believes that when mothers change a kid's nappy, they should ask for the kid's consent. It's crazy. Where do these people come from? When did we get to this as a society where someone so ludicrous can go on telly on daytime telly and say something like that. Attention seeking, validation yeah. from other people. Soundtrack, continue. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, there's a film called, a, f a film, sorry, a, a, a song called, I think it's called Fuck the Beach or something. Um, fantastic. It was in the club scene when she went um, uh, afterwards. Uh, it was great. Really like that. Uh, probably more up in my wheelhouse than yours. And, you know, I thought her, uh, she was fantastic. I thought that the performances were good all round. Hated a lot of the characters, as we said. So we get to the disturbing scene. This is the clear non-consensual mm -hmm. part. Now, I found this a little bit confusing. So we obviously saw um, him um, uh, force himself on her when he was in the bed. She clearly yeah. didn't want to. So we, we do know that there was this, there is this message uh, on top of the peer pressure about uh, about consent, but I also found the ending quite confusing. It was just that the girls they didn't seem that bothered. She did, but then her friends were just like, "Come on, let's just go, and it'll be all right, and we'll chat about it." And for me, I don't know. I just I just didn't feel like the film ended. And I'm sure that if you are in that situation, you're younger, you it will probably get sort of girls talking and things like oh, yeah, what I would have done is done this and done that, and, you know, we would have gone home and told them, well, you know. But for me, it just didn't feel like an ending. Okay, I, I mean, I think I've got different stuff from it because I think it showed that I think her and the other blonde girl had outgrown each other, and the other girl was her true friend mm -hmm. and was there for emotional support if she's needed. I think that scene showed, in the bed, showed that fear of being able to stand up against someone. And yeah. I think this is why a lot of this stuff happens is that girls don't feel they can turn around and say no and be strong and not be judged and called names because we know the thing where a bloke goes and does it and he's a stud, a woman goes and does it, she's a slag and all that. Mm. She was asking for it, yada, yada, yada. Mm. Um, but I also think it's one of them, I think it highlights that danger between can women stand up and say that this happened and who is going to believe them? Because yeah, no, in that situation, if she turned around and said this has happened, it is her word against his what can be done. Yeah, it, It's it, such a fucked up situation that yeah. there is no... Women need a voice and I think this film is a voice for them to be able to show... I, I want to show this to Emmy to help her understand 
not just that side of it, but I think it's the peer pressure side of being forced by your mates who act like they've done this, been there, they're an expert, and force you to do something you don't want to do. And I think that's, for me, that's the more important take-home message from, because I think if you've got that, you don't necessarily are going to put yourself into this situation. Mm. Oh, um, I think if you if you know um, of teenage girls who are sort of like getting to the end of sort of school age and stuff, yeah, show it to them, you know. I don't know any. This yeah. is why I believe that obviously I know that it's a good film. I know mm. that it's got a good message. I just don't know what to do with that message. I, 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 do, I do think I think the most important thing about it is it's not an atypical story, and it's not a, not necessarily a clever story. It's not highlighting something that's weird and out there. There's not parts in there where you think, "Well, that never happened." I can see this shit happening every single day in every single hotel in every single one of these places. And it's I almost think like it, it should be shown at school. Yeah, it's scary that I think. This is happening to more and more women fucking more and more women up in their lives because then they don't trust and then they've got these issues and they carry this emotional baggage, which can lead to further things down the line, down the line, down the line, et cetera, et cetera. And you've got all these lads that are just there going, wee, 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 and they think it's all a game. And actually it shows the difference between the maturities of the two sexes, granted. It's a dangerous situation shown well for me oh yeah very, very much so i think that you know it's not uh, something that i can do anything with uh, apart from watching the film you know no, i've not yeah. got people i can really go to in that sort of age and say mm. that it's this really um i can only say that you know it's a good film and say to people you know you should get your child to watch this or whatever mm. but you know i enjoyed watching it or mm. it to a point yeah, yeah. it was quite uncomfortable but yeah i think it's uh it's it's more suited as a message giver it's a great educational people. tool, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. I just don't know what to do with it, you know. It's, no. it's like a good tool that I just don't know what yeah. how to use. Like so for me, it's just a good thing. It doesn't do the victim blaming thing. It doesn't necessarily go as far as saying that the blokes are arseholes. Like that, that average Joe blogs, they're not vindictive blokes. They just got this attitude that they think they can do what they like. Mm. Um, and it's trying to get a message of respect into the blokes. And I think. Some of them lads could learn as much. Lads could word, learn as much watching this as women could, mm-hmm. and not to be that bloke. Yeah. Okay. Scores seventy six. Fair dose. It's a good film. Yeah. It is a good film. But um, but yeah, I suggest that you do show it um, to all of your teenagers because there are messages in there. So next week, mate, or next time, I'm giving you a 2023 film directed by Alexander Payne, starring Paul Giamatti, Devine Joy Randolph, Dominic Sessa, running time of 133 minutes. I haven't got a budget. Box office of $42.9 million. Eight on IMDb, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. With a synopsis of a cranky history teacher at a remote prep school is forced to remain on campus over the holidays with a grieving cook and a troubled student who has no place to go. I'm giving you Oscar nominated in my top five films of 2023, The Holdovers. Good choice, I think. (laughs) Well, I mean, I've not seen it, but it's getting a lot. I've seen enough clips. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, So next uh, next time's main. We do know what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, should we say, well, we're going to do poor things. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. Please don't fucking let me down. (laughs) Please be one of the best films It's basically, 
It's listener requested because Miles has said we got to watch this. Right. It's basically listener requested, and he's told us we will love every second right. of it. So. Yeah, I hope so. I am mm. desperate to love this film, so mm. hopefully it's not a big letdown. Okay, then, mate. Mm. Uh, do you want to tell people how people get us on social media? Absolutely, by the Xaruni, which is at movie underscore drone, or via email on movie drone podcast at hotmail. Dot com. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. So uh, I think we should just say if we did say anything offensive that we didn't mean to be offensive, we were just trying to have a chat about it. Did we say um, offensive? I though? don't know because this is, I sort of say, because it's such an emotive subject, you can say a sentence you might not have meant to say that might offend someone. Well, you shouldn't give it to me because well, they'll end up getting no, hate but mail. I could, have said, I, I could have said, it's one of them, I just think... It's a dangerous subject to talk about, and that's why I think it's so brave to approach it in a film. Yeah. Um, and that conversation, it's just our stupid opinions. Well, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, I'm yeah. probably not the right person to be talking about. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, okay. So there we go. Yeah. Do you, you done? I think so, I mate. I think so. No, okay, I think I'm done. Me. Okay. Do you want to say goodbye then, Mark? Goodbye then, Mark. See you later, everybody. See ya. Bye. Bye. Number one or number two? Uh, don't care. Number one or number two? <laughs> one. God, blimey, mate. Did you see on the news today that lorry load of Vicks Vapor Rub overturned on the M25? Apparently there's no congestion for eight hours. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>